Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. Today is the last Sunday in Shrovetide, the last Sunday before Holy Lent, otherwise known as Quinquagesima Sunday, which by that Latin name reminds us that as of today there are 50 days until the Feast of Feasts, the Holy Pascha or Easter. Some of you may wonder sometimes why I talk um, about liturgical calendar details from time to time. Maybe it's interesting to some of you, maybe it's not interesting to some of you, but what does it have to do with our sanctification? I mean, is this just for liturgical geeks and nerds, some of these details about the liturgical calendar and how we go through our liturgical year? I share these things because they do, in fact, have a lot to do with our sanctification and therefore our contentment and happiness in Christ. Just like learning to read can open up a lot of doors of joy to you and better you as a person, the fact that the choir works so hard to learn their parts and the skills necessary to produce beautiful music and not afflict our auditory canals with a cacophony of chaos. Uh, we get to soar in the heavens of beauty and spiritual delights because of their very hard work. To put it in very simple and direct terms, to be in a state of peace and sanctification is to be rightly ordered. God, as is apparent in his creation, is clearly a God of harmony and order. The very order of creation is a mirror, it's a reflection of God as he is in himself, of his absolute immutability and faithfulness, his steadfastness, his inner harmony and order within the holy triune Godhead. St. James tells us in his epistle, he says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Old Camel Knees, that's what we call him, Old Camel Knees. St. James the Just is given that uh, name because of the amount of time he spent on his names in rigorous prayer. I think St. Bede calls him Old Camel Knees. But St. James equates here in this beautiful little verse, God's goodness and perfection. God, this is the very essence of who God is as he is in himself. When we use those terms, goodness, the goodness of God, it's not a quality of God, it's not an attribute of God, it's not a part of God. This is the essence of who God is as he is in himself. His goodness and his perfection. James equates these things with his orderly steadfastness. In contradiction to the orderliness of holiness, 
is the disorderliness, the chaos, the confusion and discombobulation of sin and evil. Chaos epitomizes sin and evil inasmuch as orderliness, steadfastness, epitomizes the holiness and righteousness of God. Our God of peace is orderly and wicked Satan is the father of chaos. When God brought the world into being out of nothing, first we kind of get this, it's an evolving thing, we get the soup of material, raw materials, and then the Spirit is sent forth to hover over all of this and bring out of this tohu bohu, this welter in waste, as all my kids in school know this very well, to bring about a growing and increasing order out of this chaos. And with this order comes beauty and perfection. All that to say that the liturgical calendar, which we actually refer to as the ordo, is Latin for order, plays a significant role in our sanctification. And so Mother Church wisely assigns our epistle and gospel lesson on this last Sunday before Holy Lent and reminds us that we are about to embark on a journey to Good Friday and Easter over the next 50 days. And our gospel lesson begins. Then Jesus took the faithful at St. Patrick's in Bealton, Virginia aside and said to them, Look, we are going up to Jerusalem. And everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. For he will be handed over to the Gentiles. He will be mocked, mistreated, and spat on. They will flog him. And severely. And they will kill him. Yet on the third day he will rise again. That's what he says to us today. As we embark upon our journey. This is the gospel lesson as we enter into Holy Lent on this Wednesday. So we have to ask ourselves, as he invites us to go with him, are we ready? Are we prepared? Are we willing? This Wednesday we set out as a family to go up together with Christ to Golgotha, where he bears our sin, so that we can stand at the foot of the cross with our dear mother and endure, adore our Savior's sacrifice so that we can meet him at the empty tomb with Mary Magdalene as he comes out and forth in his glorious victory. In order for us to fully embrace this journey that is just before us, we will suffer with him. We must suffer with him. There is no salvation without suffering, by the way. And if you don't have somebody trying to kill you for your faith, then you have to bring some suffering. It has to be self-imposed. I mean, most of us have plenty of suffering. <laughs> Maybe we don't. But there's also suffering that we bring upon ourselves. We fast. We pray. We do vigils. We give alms. We simplify our schedules and restrict our activities. We work hard to stoke the fires of contrition in our hearts. Which, and I apologize, I should make this more clear next year. The time to stoke the fires of contrition and prepare for Lent through 
repentance and coming to confession is in Shrovetide, actually. It's when it should be done. Then you have a better Lent. Uh, we have a tendency, a lot of people have a tendency to wait till the end of Lent to make it to confession, so I encourage you not to do that. Um, try and spend time and prepare yourselves early in Lent, as early as possible. That's what Shrovetide is. The pre-Lent is called Shrovetide. To be shriven is to be shriven, cleansed of your sins. But we weep for our sins during this penitential season. And at the root of our sin, which we know, I told you last week, the root of all of our sin is simply a failure to love God and love our brethren. It's a failure to love. And that's at the heart of everything that we do in Lent. And we need to remember that. Clearly, we really need to remember that. That this is all about love. And that's the brilliance of our epistle lesson this morning which really is a stroke of genius on the part of Mother Church to point this epistle for this Sunday as we enter into Lent. I mean, apparently, uh, Mother Church was not aware that St. Paul wrote this as the love chapter for weddings. She thought this was the perfect reading for Lent, (laughs) was the love chapter. Maybe it would be a good idea to read this at least once a week or a couple times a week throughout Lent to remind ourselves what we're doing here. The Lenten journey without love, and by the way, he tells us what love is in that. You know, it's not all the things we might think. Read the chapter, and you'll know what love actually is and looks like. But our Lenten journey without love is not just useless, it's actually dangerous. If we engage in the Lenten disciplines and do not love, We've missed the point altogether. And so I admonish all of us here today to prepare ourselves today with resolve, attentiveness, to hear Christ's invitation to us to go up with him to Jerusalem where he will suffer for us. And if we go with him, we will also suffer a little. But we will also enjoy the fruits of his labors if we are attentive, if we've been slack in our prayer, now's the time to pray. If we've been slow to repent, now's the time to confess our sins and set things right. If we've been distracted and preoccupied with temporal pleasures and worldliness, now's the time to turn away from those things and turn our hearts toward God. If we've been selfish, now's the time to give. If we've been critical and judgmental of others, now's the time to forgive and to ask for forgiveness, to show mercy and compassion. We have 50 days in front of us. We are leaving on Wednesday, so show up. (laughs) A little bag packed, your walking shoes on, a hungry stomach. We have uh, three services a day, sometimes more, every single day in Lent. We have lauds every day, vespers every day, mass every day. Every Friday, we've got the Stations of the Cross. If you haven't been in the custom of coming to the Stations of the Cross, well, you're not very smart. (laughs) 
all I got to say about that. I was going to say something nice, but every year I say something nice, and the same people come. So I'll just tell you how it is. On April 1st, we have a Lenten retreat. No kidding. We have a Lenten Praxis booklet for you. Uh, one of the things we do around here is encourage people to read through the Gospels during Lent. There's nothing magical about reading the portion of the gospel that's in the booklet. It's just there as an aid, if that helps you. I don't follow it. I read faster through them at, at a different pace. So I don't care whether you follow it or not, uh, but it's a great thing to do. I encourage you to read through the gospels. If you need that plan to help you stay on track, use it. It also has the Old Testament prophecies that we're going along with some commentary, which prepares you for the Paschal Vigil when we have the 12 great prophecies. So that's a great thing to prepare for as well. So if I don't see you tomorrow or Tuesday, I'll see all of you this Wednesday at 5.55 sharp. Packed and ready to go. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.